You're listening to Seen the Sequel, a movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we're talking about the 1997 sci-fi film, Fifth Element, directed by Luke Besson. And, as ever, alongside me, three men who don't even qualify for a basic multi-pass to the gym, I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. So, has anyone had the chance to uh, re-watch the film? Or any thoughts on it? What are you thinking? I had, I had the pleasure uh, of watching it last night, um, for probably the 50th time or something like that. Yeah, I feel like you should probably kick this off because I feel like knowing Joe has just been over 10 years of being criticised for not being that familiar or loving The Fifth Element. I just feel like I've been absolutely diced by you for like 10 years for that. So it's 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 one of your favourites. It's never been one of mine particularly. Yeah, um, so it's so... Hollywood blockbuster in budget and like sort of like who's in it and then it's so not in every other way. I couldn't like after rewatching it, I couldn't agree more. That's what really shook me because I remember I went to see this on my own in Luftbrookers and like one summer afternoon. I remember it being like on the cover of Empire. I remember it being everywhere like a blockbuster. When you rewatch it now, it's like how do they get away with that? It's like it's its own voice. I love the sort of. It's it's fucking very French. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know yeah. What I mean? like, that's that's my biggest question of what. Every time I rewatch it, you just can't stop thinking, how, how, how the fuck yeah. did they get the funding and the green light to do this? Uh, yeah. So what? So the thing that really strikes me about it is for um, for a Hollywood film, like it's um, the core of the film is really simple. Like it's just, um, the world's about to end. There's this huge thing about to destroy the earth. And the only thing that can save the earth is these two people's love. Like that's basically all, all the film is right. At a core narrative level. But what's really interesting about it is, is it's, it's a film of details. Like the little details in the film just, just make the film like, uh, the acting, the music, the, the world building, the, the different aliens, the fashion, all of that stuff, that the detail is where the meat yeah. of this film is. I would definitely say that, like, like I was saying, it feels like I remember it being this like straightforward blockbuster, but it's not, it's a, it's, like the the Pret-a-Porter sort of Parisian fashion, the 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 production design, with all that comes together, it is a real striking piece of work. It is like more, it's like it is a piece of art. And then and then the little oh god, it's good. The little details, like the bad guy never meets the good guy in an action blockbuster. Mm, never Unbelievable. Actually, yeah, I never Unbelievable. actually considered that. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my, one of my favourite little details, a tiny little, is when um, Corbin Dallas, Bruce Willis, is, um, and, the, and the police are bursting his, into his apartment looking for Corbin Dallas. And uh, each apartment in this crappy giant apartment block has yellow circles in every single apartment, just ready for when the police come yeah, and yeah. put their hands. So, so, you know, for the safety of the police officers, you put yeah, your hands brilliant. on the yellow circles. Like, what a little, little tiny piece of intricate yeah, yeah. set design and, and narrative design design but it really tells you so much about the world that they live in yeah i really noticed that as well i really agree with that i mean all you've got to do is say what race you are like what planet you're from right yeah yeah i'm a meat popsicle it's it is an impressive piece of work i mean curry what do you think 
Yeah, I loved it. I think with Luke Besson, it's kind of had high points and low points. And this is a particular riding high point. I mean, it came after Leon. So for me, he's, he's on a good trajectory. It's a strange back-to-back though, isn't it? Like, it is Leon is like gritty, real, like it's beautiful, like great New York film, but it just, it's a strange back-to-back, yeah. Yeah, he loves strong female characters though, doesn't he? Like Luke Besson movies often have big female okay even valerian like one of his later films like the the female character in that is is the character that's the world saving character and he's done uh he obviously lucy right and then uh what's the anna the one recently as well yeah yeah anna i've not seen i wouldn't bother i don't think many people have (laughs) (laughs) well never mind anna because it's been announced that there's a fifth element two in the pipeline yeah there is so what are we thinking i'm excited it's a tough one, I'll tell you. It's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, it's I mean, a tough one. I, uh, one thing I would say about it is the big question is how Bruce Willis fits in, right? Because one thing I thought well, about it, going back to talking about the original, it is Willis plays it like McLean. Like the magic of Willis is still existent in this film. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's, mm-hmm. he's still got it. I think so the I'd only shame difference to between Corbin Dallas and John McLean is he's got a different colour vest. Yeah. yeah, he's got a camper vest. That's about it. Yeah, different well, hair, different vest. Yeah, well, right. and he's got a mother that constantly phones up all the time and constantly complains about his performance. Yeah, that's funny. That's a weird part of it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, the mother. Okay, okay. So I don't know. Anyone got something they want to shoot off on? I've so got, I actually think the right. big, the biggest question, the first question you ask when you hear they're doing a sequel to The Fifth Element is, is Bruce back? That's your first question. That's my first question. Of course it is. Of course that's, that's your first I, that's question. Yeah, of course it, it is. Yeah, is yeah. Bruce Willis back in this film? And I'm not saying I've got the answer. I've got my idea of what, I, what I'd like to see. Let's hear it. Floor's yours, man. Go. I would like to see Bruce Willis out. He has not returned. What? That is not what I think. Whoa, no, controversy I knew, I straight in. I knew you'd all hate it. I knew coming into this, you would not stand for it because it's, it, it's pushing into soft reboot levels but i don't think he's not got it and i had a quick look at his imdb on the way down here and it's not looking good he's not on you know his current form he shouldn't be in this movie if you want this to be big he's not in it i've 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 got a little uh kind of um thing to go with that but also sort of get him in it as well so 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 look my idea okay okay, my, my, my my basic setup is um that the film is set 300 years after the uh, events of the fifth element. Um, and the fifth element, uh, as in Lilu, is, is still in it, and she's barely aged at all um, because she's the supreme being. Um, Earth has developed a lot since then. Uh, humanity's gotten worse and it's gotten worse. Uh, the, 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 the sort of, the shadow is it called the shadow miss mr shadow the the bad guy uh who solidifies at the end of the first movie mm. um gets so close to earth that that 62 miles it's almost like a planet gets 62 miles from earth and then it gets destroyed okay so is does that mean he's does that mean he's in orbit or does that mean he's i, don't, I never i never considered that outside. as a him i thought it was just like a a presence like an entity. The, yeah, big, well, the big blob the big yeah, the pure of... the pure evil blob Anyway, in my head, it's now um, in in the Earth's orbit and it's going around like a moon, like a satellite or something like that. And it's feeding. It looks dormant. 
It seems dormant, but it's feeding off the energy of the evil of Earth. So it's been secretly doing this. All yeah, this it's time. getting it's getting fed by the the more evil Earth gets, and the more sort of powerful that evil people become on Earth, the more it's fed, and it starts to it starts to show signs of life enough enough to be able to communicate with a horrific evil person on earth who i in my head is a is either a president or a head of state or some yeah. kind of like well, head of the military or something like that zorks so, great 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 grandson yeah exactly that sort of thing yeah so so he he then is is sparked by that um and only uh the fifth element can save him blah 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 but corbin dallas in this world is long gone he's dead he's been dead for 250, 300 years or whatever it is. So it's down to Lilu and enter young new Corbin Dallas uh, replacement who takes on the sort of, I guess, like the, 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 the sun figure for her. So in the first movie, it was falling in love with a partner. And in this, in this new film, it's actually the relationship of a father, of a daughter, uh, sorry, of a mother and a son or daughter who brings the world back to life and the good the good comes back and it all um, similar back. to some of the ideas I had anyone else want to shoot I've got problems with it one Bruce Willis isn't back and two if it's 300 later 300 years later then Ruby Rod can't be in it and that's <laughs> ridiculous he has to be in it um, yeah <laughs> so. but you can have like you can have like people listening to retro albums from 300 years ago and retro like yeah oh, remember Ruby Rod in the background you can and it will all be framed as if it's retro I thought that was I I had, cool. I had a I had a very different idea to this. So my idea was it takes place pretty soon after Fifth Element. Um and Lilu and Corbin are uh living a lovely life, but then something happens and they get divorced, and Lilu and Corbin get divorced. And, the supreme and, being and, gets, gets a divorce. <laughs> and and Lilu and Corbin's love is destroyed. So now she, now the fifth element doesn't feel love. So that, that opens a door for uh the evil to come back. And then it turns into a rom-com in which they go to counselling in order to learn that, in order to learn, in order to learn how to love each other so that they can save Earth and prevent the evil attacking again. Okay, so, so we've reached a junction already. I mean, Joe's obviously watched Ghostbusters 2 recently about slime that takes on the evil and therefore he's remaking that. Well. And John's watched Marriage Story and now he's applying the same logic to this film, right? But both, interesting enough, both of your films are about the lack of love and that's the, still the same theme that runs through the fifth element. So there is a love finding that we need to do in both of these what you got i had it's similar to joe's i guess like so first things first i agree that it's set like a massive leap of time in the future again so you reinvent the world you reinvent a new fresh vision but you know with all the same excitement it had whatever it is 20 years ago 30 years ago yeah i've got an idea for that as well one 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 small thing was was that i i, I yeah so there's more smog there's more the, the high rises are bigger the skyscrapers are bigger and they import trees and plants from other planets in order to keep yeah Earth so, alive. so I love one, that one thing on that i would like to say that uh, despite my other idea clearly not gonna fly i think the thing that we have to um, bring over from Fifth Omen is that retro futurism. So things are both retro and futuristic. So they've got flying cars, but they still use wired 
uh, headsets. They still yeah, use yeah. wired headsets. They still have radio DJs. Yeah, yeah. They, they've, they've still got, got microwaves. Yeah, yeah. They've still got they've got amazing super powered uh, guns. But their their idea of a uh, like a bug is a literal cockroach with an antenna on yeah, top. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Sorry, right. Al. That was a tiny bit of world building. Back to back to your idea. No, no, it's good. First things first. Setting first one was New York, right? This one, Fifth Element comes home, Paris, right? <laughs> so we, move we go to Paris, right? So it's this the same sort of vision, but advanced again, and it's Paris. And I agree. So basically, Dallas is long. Corbin's dead for hundreds of years, yeah. and Lilo is like she's she can't be the supreme being. She's lost him. She's sort of refusing to do it, and the evil sort of gains force over those hundreds of years. Gains power. Sorry because she's lost that passion within her. So once the threat happens, it's sort of like trying to somehow revive that in her. And my option was going to be that like through science, future science, Corbin comes back and that in the final act, they bring him back for her through like cryogenic, yeah, whatever. That, and like, she gets her love and then together they do it, but he's not in it for the first two acts. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I'm a big fan of like vampire stuff. And one of the problems that vampires, one of the problems that for example, but one of the problems that for example, Dracula has it, he lives way longer than his bride. So he, he falls out of love and he, and he, and he, and he sees the world as uh, devoid of love and stuff because the people that he loves dies or die, die all the time. And he, and he continues living. So Lilo is almost taken up that role. Um, and Dracula is always searching for, you know, that initial love that you have to come, to come back. Um, but Dracula's also selfish because he's got the power to make them live forever, but he doesn't. So he just continually watches all of his missuses die and goes, oh, no, no, but that's not, no, no, that's, that's not true. Me. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Dracula loves them so much that he doesn't want to turn them into the beast that he is. But it is exploring her, the, the curse of immortality, right? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. so uh, I think that was why I had, the idea I had was that she would be sort of reluctant to do it. She's incapable of doing it. But once they bring Corbin back into her life, yeah. uh, together they can kick I, some ass. I think that's good. I'm, I'm happy to roll with a combo of Joe's, Joe's idea and, and your idea, Al. Okay, great, brilliant. So I, I also love the idea of the uh, the young new character or the younger new character, the the replacement for Corbin Dallas, uh, being someone that is yeah like like the equivalent of Corbin Dallas is in they work on a on a uh, you know as a cab driver or but but actually I like the idea yeah. of them being basically like a. Uh, you know, like either a garbage man take, who has, who's basically all they're doing is in charge of taking garbage away from Earth to other planets or in charge of, you know, working the, the ships that bring uh, trees and plants to Earth. An, an everyday it's... hero who has nothing to do with the wider story, who literally is just, you know, f- f- finds, discovers a piece of the puzzle and has no choice but to save the well, earth. Well, he's like thrown into it. It's, um, it's Ben Affleck from Armageddon. Like he didn't choose all of that. He was just, uh, he, clear, he was just Bruce Willis's sort of understudy. He was just, <laughs> yeah, he was just Bruce, the best example. He was yeah. just Bruce Willis's understudy on an oil rig and he suddenly found himself in space. So essentially the, the theme we've got is love is void now. You know, she's lost Bruce Willis. The world is also devoid of love. The black spongy thing it's is feeding, back, off of that. feeding off of that. So there's a common theme running and it's set in the future. So we've got the basis of a story here. 
Shall we talk cast? Because you keep mentioning new person. I think you've got a very fixed idea about who you might want that to I don't, be. actually. I don't. I, 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 I think that um, so, so, Mil- so, Mila, Mila Jovovich is, is back because she can still act. All right, so yeah, we'd she love to say pretty much as well. She kind of looks the same. She looks fantastic. So she she is back. Uh, She's wearing the same stuff the 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 white top with the orange uh, rubber. Easy, um, easy. (laughs) (laughs) And I think you've got you've got cameos in the form of harks to the past like retro sort of TV ads or whatever that the show Ruby Rod or whatever, that sort of thing. But everyone else I think is, I would love to get Ruby Rod in it. Ruby Rod is so Chris Tucker in that movie is in his element. Like he is absolutely phenomenal. Outstanding. Well, his second best role. I mean, I'm a rush hour hour fan. (laughs) But well, that's because we're so far in the future that they, people like that, like celebrity personalities are actually, not even human anymore. He's like, he's just well, a, a robot version of him. Or yeah, he's a hologram or like clone. version. Oh, or or a clone. There's yeah. another clone. Like if we're cloning Corbin exactly. Dallas yeah, and yeah. Ruby Rod can have a clone. It's like a fatter Chris Tucker doing Ruby Rod skits. Yeah, I think nice. rather, I think Corbin, rather than being cloned, is so important. It's got to be him. It's like through the magic or the power of maybe through her somehow, his like remains or he's, I don't know, something that somehow it's, it's him. He's back. Like it's well, the, maybe they could do what you know, in the first film they just clones the, the hands. Maybe yeah. like there could be some bit of his body left, and they clone the rest of him. All off. they need is the tiniest bit of DNA in order yeah. to recreate. Is Willis is. back? It uh, sounds like it. It sounds like in the third act, right? Okay, so he's not in the trailer. He's not in the materials leading up to it. He's not even and Bruce Willis. He's a bloody yeah. nice surprise. And, in and, the it, and it could be that <laughs> we could, like, oh we could. Oh my god, they've done it! And it could be that we could play on, you know, Bruce Willis being bald, and somehow they find a bit of Corbin Dallas's hair, and that's what they use to bring the bald Bruce Willis the bleak, back. The bleached hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so studio saying they're happy with this. Mia Jovovich and Bruce Willis sounds like a good idea for the sequel. Now they're also saying the first cast was incredibly eclectic so who are you going to have in there to match that well, one thing that actually I love that about the first movie is that pretty much every single extra supporting cast member everyone in it apart from the military are British or European yeah, yeah the acting that really does add a sense of gravitas to the film even though it's a silly film like the, the acting quality of the silliness is outrageous like yeah, even, super good even the guy even the guy you know you know the guy that wears like the picture on his head in order to mug oh, Bruce yeah, Willis yeah, in yeah. his apartment do you remember that yeah yeah yeah, 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 that, yeah. that guy fucking that yeah, guy yeah you gotta press a yellow button to load it guy. that guy directed Lahane Matthew Kasovitz yeah what the well, you think about it at the time, though. Lahane and Luke Besson, Matthew Kasovitz, big film directors. He had the hit with Leon. I'm not sure whether Lahane had actually come out at the point of Fifth uh, Element. Oh, I, I don't, don't think know. it had. I, I think, think it, it was come, after. Yeah, you're right. So they're mates. So I think it was like a... Part of the same movement, sort of, in French cinema, maybe. But I agree. Brilliant. I like it. But I'm, I kind of liked what you touched on about the... Because it's kind of relevant as well about the the big... I'm calling it the blob. What are we calling it? The big thing. We're calling him Mr. Shadow, I think. I think yeah, well, Zorg, Mr. Mr. Shadow. Zorg calls him Mr. Shadow. Gary Oldman's yeah, yeah. character calls him Mr. So Mr. Shadow. Shadow, I like the fact that he's connected now to the president in sort of Trump's world, Trump's America, like yeah, this sort of yeah. villainous Lex Luthor in the White House kind of thing. So, or whatever the equivalent of that is. So that's a big role. So who's that's the big baddie. So there you go. There's the first one. So is that just going to be a voiceover? 
No, so, no, like, so Mr. Shadow's voiceover, no one cares what he looks like. He's just, he's pure evil, doesn't have a form apart from a blob. Vin Diesel. He's, he's Vin Diesel. The Zorg, right, the as the Zorg a voice. equivalent, who is now like president oh, of the, the world. Oh, the Zorg equivalent, sorry. Um, um, it, you, you, like, think about it. You want a European, who'd you go for? Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh, God, that's what he's already a bad guy. <laughs> he's done, mate. Uh, obvious choice, uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, maybe. I thought Idris, perhaps. Idris Elba. Oh, it's a little bit Marvel universe, that for me. I don't want, I, I don't want anyone in the, from the Marvel cinematic. Well, movie. who's left? <laughs> <laughs> Slim Pickens. <laughs> what about, I'll tell you, well... Going back to Leon, I haven't seen Jean Reno in a while. He could pop up at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he needs to be in it. And anyone who uh, like is, is made famous by Luke Besson, I think, would be up for this movie. Yeah, it'd like be a who's who of like the Besson crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Portman's in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should pop up. Uh, so I don't know that we've we've not Tom Hardy's not a bad bad go, I guess. Studio liked the idea of Portman. And Renault reappearing again in a Luke Besson film. Isn't that a cool idea? Could they be so like lovely. some. But this time they get it on. Oh, it's awkward. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much. Who would that be though? Natalie Portman could play like a Corbin Dallas descendant or something. Or she could be the hero. Wait a minute. You, oh, said, yeah. you, want, you said you wanted the younger person in it, like the sort of the fresher kind of character. Yeah. Could that. Is Portman too old to do that? Could she do that? I think she could pull that off. Maybe she could be a girl rather than a guy. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that, that that works. Anyway, the bad guy, Tom Hardy. <sighs> He's got the right kind of voice for it. Well, he'll probably do his own fucking thing, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Studio thinking Tom Hardy might be too near Bruce Willis in terms of stature, role, voice. That's a good point. That's a good Suggesting point. Suggesting Adam Driver. Well, Adam Driver voiceover. No, 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 no voiceover. Oh, as a Zorg character. The, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, as the, um, the president. No, I think he's yeah, a great suggestion, president. but he's, he, let's face it, he's he's done the baddie recently, hasn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, in this film, get away of just rearing the Kylo Ren helmet again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that'll work. <laughs> did it in the last Star Wars. <laughs> studio. Okay, bring it back. Yeah, studio's happy with that. Disney want in, by the way. How about Kylo Ren? Oh, sorry, sorry, Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're building up an idea of the cast and that we've got two of the major people before and just anyone else who's eclectic that's hanging about or been in the Luke Besson film is also going to feature, which is good. Titles. First title is pretty self-explanatory to the film and it kind of sums up what she is. So what are you thinking? So obviously we've not gone... We've gone with a evil repeating itself over you know, acres of time. So therefore, the obvious sixth element, we're not going down that route, right? So it, we're not being, it's the fifth element again. I think we refocus on the fifth uh, element. Yeah, I think yeah. the sixth element doesn't make any sense. No, 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 not, not, no, for, no, not, for our, not for our idea, but that's what I'm saying. That would be the very obvious title you'd assume it was going to be. So what are we going to do instead? Yeah, we're, and, and just to be clear, we're better than that. 
I know. Well, we, okay. we could mimic. I don't know. I what hate the film, myself for saying it. All right, I'm sorry. I don't know what the film titles could be, but we could mimic the first film when it's started in 1914. They're archaeological dig in um, in Egypt. We could have like an archaeological dig at the time of when the original Fifth Element was set, yeah. and yeah, they're finding yeah. something. So it's done in three hundred years, and then it years. zooms zooms forward three hundred years later. Three hundred years jump, jumps each film because obviously this film's getting a third. You one know what they well. find in the dig? You know what they find? They find a bit of. Dallas's hair yeah, yeah, and we yeah. and it's referenced at the beginning and it's like what the fuck was that or oh, not his hair whatever something to do with Corbin yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're like what's that what's that going to do with anything we don't know until the final act when boom he comes back fucks her and, so- and, then, <laughs> and then finally she's ready to do it again and then love is restored at the end <laughs> okay so uh, title still though what are we going with Oh, the, fifth, the fifth element, something. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought of the title. I don't know. Yeah, no. The, la- um, the lazy option would be the Blade Runner route of like the fifth element, and a year four thousand forty nine or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Which is, but let's not be lazy. Let's think of something better. Love never dies. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I didn't know you write a Bond film. Mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> And you hear it from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Um. So. It's, so you know, we need to tie this so, together. We need to put else, it together. Right? It's, it's the fifth element, Lilu, or the fifth element, multipass Redux, or the fifth element, uh, there and back again. Yeah. It's, know. it's something. Know. You know. It's, it's like so, fifth element blast from the past or some shit like that. Like, blast from the past. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, like, you are making the rom com version. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's like Corbin blasting back from the past. I know that's terrible, but you know, it's that Jeremy Corbin. <laughs> um, okay, well, let, let, let's have a quick catch. I, I don't know, maybe something like simple, like the Fifth Element returns. I think so. so it's going to be fifth, something. It's going to be something the really fifth elements. I thought about elements, but yeah, because there's more than one now. We have got the young character, the Fifth Elements. It's not the most amazing thing, but it's not as bad as all those other shit ones yeah you know there have I mean? been worse there have well, I mean we've come up with worse titles on previous episodes I mean you know, what this about, is pretty good for us the fifth element supreme being that's not bad not yeah, bad but not we're just bad. going for like the classic sort of franchise subheading there yeah yeah because yeah. then everyone would call it no one would call it the fifth element if it's successful which it obviously will be I think yeah everyone just calls it uh, Supreme Being have you seen oh, Supreme Being Supreme Being is quite a cool I always title, do the yeah. test do you think you'll be marked pack, you could go to the box office of the cinema and say one for Supreme Being please yeah, yeah. how is they it they like what <laughs> studio <laughs> concerns a little bit Star Wars Studios concern. Sorry, Supreme Studios concerned yeah, Supreme that it's a little bit Star Wars. Snoke, yeah, Snoke's a Supreme Being. Uh, isn't it? Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I yeah, I mean, being associated, if being confused for Star Wars is not a, it's yeah, not a terrible label. I don't is think it? the studio would have an issue. Well, the the Kylo Ren casting's an issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think studio <laughs> want to turn it. this into Star Wars as well. Okay, okay, so let's sum up so far. You know, we've got the fifth element that is set 300 years in the future, which is in Paris. You don't want to move out of out of there. I think it's a good idea. And then you try, also, I'm just thinking of the idea of like, the, you know, you get that little glimpse of uh, the Statue of Liberty when they fly away in uh, the first one. Like some sort of super Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we've got it's set 300 years in the future in Paris. Uh, Corbin is in it but doesn't come in at the end so you need a new younger Corbin that's going to fuel Lilu's desire and love she's feeling a bit out of touch with the world so she goes over to Paris and you've got Tom Hardy who's taken the sort of evil role who's come back in some sort of form in 
I don't know what he's doing, but he's It'll about... Be like the head of the EU, which everyone hates <laughs> by then. <laughs> it, and then you get... So this character, whoever's interfering with Lilu, suddenly sort of breaks it all together. Monks? Are there monks in this one? We need, oh, yeah. we need the father character. There'll be a father. Well, well there has to be, yeah. yeah there, there has there, to be there a religious... Be a, protector of, a continuation. Of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's always a protector. I have to say, I find about the original, apart from a few bits that made me laugh out loud with some of his performance... Ian Holmes sort of a little bit on autopilot on it. It's like get Ian Holmes in a monk. Do you know what I mean? He's fantastic in yeah, it. I think he's great. Yeah, he's brilliant. When uh, David comes back over to him about to have a, he's having a drink at the bar at the airport and he says, <laughs> oh, hello, David. David! Yeah, yeah, he turns, he's like, oh, David, David, what are you doing? Here? I don't know, my, my favourite scenes are, is like, he's constantly, he's, he constantly seems to be in the room where Lilo is taking her top off and, and he just constantly spins round and so, oh no, I'm, I'm too, uh, it hasn't aged, I'm too respectful so to look at her. Some of that hasn't aged well, like, for example, all that kind of pining love that sort of gradually comes in perfectly through the film, and you really buy it and it's really great the way he's like, at the end he's like, because I love you, because I love you and you're like, fuck, that'd be great if it wasn't for the fact that after just meeting her he tried the fucking kiss while she's fucking passed out yeah. <laughs> you're like oh yeah. god it's just ruined the whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Yeah. can't do that guys we're out of the 90s now you're not <laughs> not allowed no perfect monks no passed out women <laughs> well, that's fucking yeah. Dare Corbin who does that yeah. it, is, it is very male domineering in that sense even at the end when Corbin and Lilu uh, Corbin and Lilu were there and it's like oh you know you have to tell her that you love her and then there's just uh, Ian Holm as a priest just saying tell her Corbin tell her that tell her that you love her that will that will solve all problems right. he's like yeah right, fuck off but I think <laughs> if we get Portman she's too old she's about the same age as unless she's a protector of earth oh she's the priest she's the father that's good that's good. Oh, that's the pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. And then your younger character, I think, could actually be a descendant of Corbin and her, and therefore she has the power in her as well, maybe, and then you get your title, The Fifth Elements. And Sorry, this... how would it be a descendant of him and her? So, so it's, it's Like her great-great-great-great-great-great-granddaughter or something like that. Yeah, okay. And then this, this threat is even worse, and, you know, she hasn't quite got the power, but with her they have, and then she's weak again, and that's when we bring Dallas back and... I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? You're confident? I'm confident like we need a good, we need it. It's that whole new vision, like a whole reinvention of the costume and the production design. Do it again. Like do what they did the first time, which like I said, is like basically a piece of a time capsule of, you know, mid nineties art for like that vision. Yeah. I like, think every, everything is an announcement, right? Who's doing the music? is an announcement. Who's doing the costume design is an announcement. It's all like big news in the build-up to the release of this film. It's, you know, Bond, it should Bond all be, style. It's a, it's a fashion film. Yeah, it should all be yeah. French French people again. French designer, French well, set piece, we French musicians. It, we? well, the first one was uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier. Gaultier, yeah. Mm. So... I don't know enough about fashion, no, no, but no, no, whatever I. the equivalent is there. This isn't, this isn't a fashion podcast. We'll, we'll go with that. Um, Whoever but, the latest French hot shit is. Yeah, yeah. Them. yeah. French hot shit designer. A soundtrack, you could go with it, though. Like, uh, what I don't know, like someone like Justice. Aerosmith. Justice or someone like... <laughs> Justice, Daft Just, Punk again. Daft Punk are from France, aren't they? D- yeah, Daft yeah, Punk. Already, Daft Punk. Yeah. Big, big celebration of France. This They've movie. already done yeah. it with Tron, though. Justice could go in and it would be fucking great. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah that would be really good. It would be hard-hitting. Okay. Muscle, bit of muscle, muscle. yeah. Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Studio loves a bit of muscle. Okay, well, I think, you know, we've come to the end. Are you, are you happy? Is there anything else to add? Is this your pitch? 
Who's going to sum it up for the studio? This is your big pitch. One, two, three, go. Bruce Willis is not back. It's led by Mila Jovovich and a hot new cast of French people. To be determined. It's just as fucked up and as fashion friendly. Earth is under the same threat of Mr. Shadow, who has been reignited by the evil president of the world. Oh, the world the federation. World. Tom yeah, Hardy. I can't remember what it's the called. Federation. Yeah, Tom Hardy yeah. plays the evil person who reignites Mr. Shadow, uh, and it's just down to Lilu. Uh, to reconnect with her great, 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 great granddaughter or son in order to save the world using their love to use the power to destroy evil. Fucking nailed it. Portman's the... Uh... Oh, and Portman's the priest. <laughs> <laughs> and it's set in... Where's it set, Joe? It's set in Paris. Yeah, three, three hundred years later, Paris, and there's a massive Eiffel Tower. <laughs> there's, there's uh, yeah, yeah. There's the Coco van that you put in the microwave after putting a couple oh, yeah, of sprinkles and it should in. Be, and it, it should be. Out. It should be that style of futurism where it's a massive Eiffel Tower, but there's just like adverts for like McDonald's and Coca Cola all over yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Sorry, yeah, we should, we should also like, say McDonald's is definitely bad. <laughs> well, somehow, like the Louvre, like got a super fucking glass. Pyramid yeah, again, yeah, and it's like relevant to the fifth element yeah, again because yeah. it starts off in Egypt, right, or whatever, and somehow buried in the labyrinth of all that fucking yeah, that. smog. Yeah, the yeah. Mona Lisa's still there, visible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Louvre, and the, Louvre, the Louvre is like one of the only, now, one of the few things, well, probably one in 20 things visible from space. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 as, and as the fifth <laughs> element comes back and re, re, uh, finds the power to be evil again, just a massive fucking beam of light shoots out the Louvre's pyramid into the sky and just solves the whole problem. And one last thing. What colours his vest when he comes back? Orange. Corbin Dallas. Orange again. Orange again. Orange again. I, I Come think, on. I think, I think we'll let the fashion design. There's, a, there's always a colour of the year, isn't there, that I'm... I'm Never. never know. Yeah, never. like never, obviously, never know. I think, um, <laughs> but I think the colour of the year. I think I actually know what the colour of the year is. Pantone, uh, the people that made the colours made it. It's, it's like a certain kind of blue this year. What the okay, fuck well, are there you, you go. A certain about? kind it of blue. I probably know that. Well, because I, I, I'm in like art books and shit. Like it is. <laughs> yeah. it's, it is a certain kind of blue. It's a certain kind of blue. It's a certain kind of blue. John is incredibly fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, you've been listening to our sequel to The Fifth Element. So why don't you uh, let us know what you think. Write in, comment, share, give us your feedback and we'll see you on the next episode.